Welcome to But Jesus Drank Wine and other stories that kept us stuck. I'm Mead. And I'm Christy. In this podcast, we'll explore the stories that kept us, well, stuck, wanting to drink and not wanting to drink all at the same time. Join us as we show you that freedom from alcohol does not have to mean a life sentence of misery and missing out, but actually means living an authentic life full of peace, joy, and purpose. Hello, my beautiful. Okay, I need to make sure that I stay close to the microphone because I noticed. Have you noticed that in the beginning, I get overexcited? Oh, yeah, yeah. And you back up. And I back up and I like wiggle around and it goes. So I'm going to just do this. That's that's a really good look. I like that. (laughs) Just going to be like this the whole time. I know it does make such a difference, right? When it's good audio quality. Yeah. I'm like when you watch, um, see other people with podcast clips and stuff, I'm really jealous of the people that have really cozy armchairs or sofas with the microphone like on the arm. Yeah. Yeah. And you just sit there and yes. And you're chatting. Hashtag podcast goals. Yeah. I guess we're setting goals. (laughs) But also I'm jealous of those people because they're all also in person in the same location. I know, mm-hmm. which we're not. Just so smelly, but yeah. But one day we will be. Yeah, we will. Um, so, which le- yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's as if we planned it. It's if as if we found it, and then I'm getting excited, and I'm moving away from the microphone, and I'm sounding like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today, babe? Yeah. So we both just got back from retreats. And we wanted to kind of like recap them live because we both left with takeaways and both of our retreats were different and different experiences and different ways. And so we're going to just recap that live on air. Yeah. On air. This is on air. No, that's not on air. This is not how this is not radio. <laughs> if we have any young listeners, they're like, what is she talking about? <laughs> so weird. I feel like it's also a nice opportunity to give the listeners just like a little peek inside of like our actual, like our life. You know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) true, true. (laughs) Not just the life that we left and then the life that we, uh, when we were not free from alcohol and then the life that we've built since then. And yeah, yeah, that's great. That's a great point. This is like live action. So why don't you share with them the retreat you did? Anyone that follows you on Instagram is going to know a little bit about what yours looked like, but why don't you give the the readers uh, a, a recap? Yeah, it was really, really incredible and special. And I was saying to you just before we hit record that I'm tired, but I'm actually tired because every night I couldn't sleep because I was so excited and like just full of like, just, I don't know, adrenaline in a good way. Not yeah. in a not in a bad way, but I have a group called the Happier Hour, which it morphed from another group that I started a couple of years ago. And it basically is a group of women who are pretty much like free from alcohol. They've been at this for a lot of them have been my one-on-one client for over a year. And you know, we've just spent so much time together in these Zoom boxes. And so I put together this retreat. And so half of the gals flew over from the States and half of the gals were just here actually local. So it was in the Cotswolds, which is two hours outside of London. And you, I mean, babe, you've got to come with me one time. And I, oh like, yeah, it's beautiful. Have you been? Well, no, 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 no. I'm from okay. your pictures. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, and hello, the holiday. 
<laughs> yes, I mean, exactly. Although it's American, like has dreams of experiencing that environment. And to me, that's the Cotswolds. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but that you are. Can we just like side note that that cottage in the holiday was actually a soundstage? Did you know that? No, I know it totally ruined like Mm. so many dreams for me when I found that out because I wanted to find it and rent it. But apparently it was like a Hollywood soundstage that they I know. But the pub actually is in a little little town. It's just not in the Cotswolds. But anyway, but the house that you found for this retreat is gorge. Yeah, it was really pretty. And the location was amazing. But it was just that 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 thing that even though I've like almost four years alcohol free, I've never like been away for a long weekend, you know, with a bunch of women who, who were, were just kind of like, like most of them, as I said, are mainly free from alcohol. And so when you have that off the table, you just get to connect and know each other in a way that like, I've never experienced it before. Like I was crying saying goodbye to everybody at the end because you just, yeah, you get to know each other and you go right to you know, your family and what's all, what's more like most important to you and your kids and like, oh, just, it was so, it was magical. We when you also don't have that mask of alcohol kind yeah. of getting in the way and being like a connection point, you're yeah. kind of having an opportunity to, to jump into some just really awesome, more meaningful conversations. Yeah. I so get that. It's so funny because that I, yeah, but, and we'll, We'll show the difference, but the similarity in in my recap too. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and like, you know, when you're when you're drunk, sharing, you know, and you're like having a few mm-hmm. lots of wine and talking about how you and your husband had a fight, you think that that's somehow like a therapeutic share and that you're connecting. Yeah, it's so much different when you're sharing from a place of just true vulnerability, really. You yeah. know. And yeah. you know what you're saying and, and, and you, yeah, you just connect in a whole different way. I mean, I said that when I, I kind of li- gave like a little toast on the last night and I was just like, this has been so special for me too, because I've never gotten to do this either. It was really, really special. We had an incredible, um, incredible chef who is a, a friend from, uh, that was, her son was in Ella's class and in, in kindergarten and reception and I knew I knew her food was going to be good, but it was just beyond. So it was if you're beautiful like, too, if it looks, I mean, if it tasted half as good as it looked, then what a treat because it was beautiful. I love beautiful food. I don't know yeah. what that is. I yeah. don't know if everybody appreciates beautiful food, but I love yeah. a plate with a bunch of color and just beautiful. Yes, and we just literally. I mean, we I brought a bunch of non-alcoholic options. I brought like Wild Idol and like a bunch of like th- like different things. Out, alcohol-free beer and stuff. And so we kind of had like a little aperitif, if you will, like before dinner, but the food was like the star of the the, the actual show. There wasn't all of mm. that. We were like had water glasses and the, yeah, the, the it, then the food got to like really stand out. So that was special. If you're in the UK and you want the name of a great chef, please DM me on Instagram or send me an email because she was amazing. And then I brought my Pilates instructor. And so she did Pilates. And the second day we did like pairs Pilates, which ended up just turning into a massive giggle fest. (laughs) What is that exactly? Well, exactly. You're kind of just like pulling each other and stretching each other and like sitting in like facing splits and that kind of stuff. But we were just all giggling of like how how far we've come from like knowing each other in a Zoom box to like literally like having our our faces in each other's like 
hoo-hahs, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it was so fun and so funny. And I have to, I have to repeat this. And I like, I, you have to laugh because I was crying, peeing myself from laughter as we were all sitting around kind of like, like chatting, saying where, where we were in our journeys. And the, on the first night, one of the gals goes, yeah, this is marginally better than AA. And like, first out laughing we're sitting here in this beautiful Cotswolds bar. And oh. like, chef, and we're like, marginally, marginally better, marginally better. But yeah, it was great. The community was great. I, I said to Chris before I left, I'm never, ever planning another retreat ever again. It's way too much work. And of course, I came home and I'm like, I want to do it again, but I want to do uh, it with mead. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, we've got big plans for that. But yay. I'm so glad it was yeah. It was such a fun time. Yeah, it was amazing to see those. I mean, that setting and being in community. I think that like for me, so I... So the difference is that you went on this gorgeous retreat that you hosted. So you had some responsibility, right? And that's a little bit different than me going to the retreat, the Bob Goff, Bob Goff camp, as one of the participants called it while we were there. And Tell the um, people who might not know who he is, who he is. Yeah, well, Bob Goff is the author of Love Does, Everybody Always, several, several other books. He is a... Uh, an influencer, speaker, author. He just, he's whimsical and fun and joyful. And he's my coach. So I started coaching with him last fall. And he just is one of these people that you just can't help but want to be around because I really think he just, for me, just lives from Jesus well. Like, just he loves people well. Like, you feel loved and cared for in his presence. I feel loved and cared for in my like coaching relationship with him. He's so wise. He's so like, he just, he's really good at uncovering, you know, those, those stuck points and encouragement, all that stuff. But what was really just neat about this retreat was that I got to show up without responsibility. I was not hosting anything. And this is, this is something that's new for me. We were, you know, like we are people who lead a lot. We're leaders. We lead in all these different capacities in our families and our jobs and our churches and our communities and our worlds. Like we are women who are leaders, which by the way, I know a lot of people say like, but I don't, I'm not really a leader. I'm, I tend to be more of a follower, but like, if you have a family, if you have kids, if you have, yeah, so it doesn't, true. It doesn't map. Like you are a leader in some, some capacity somewhere. And I can get really stuck in my, that's a comfort area for me to lead. What's harder for me is following, which it plays into my whole faith journey too. And, but it was really refreshing to show up to a place where I didn't have to keep the time, which we both agree is not my strength. And praise God, I didn't have to keep the time because we wouldn't have been on time the whole time. But I got to just show up and, and be and not as a, I cherish my roles as mom and wife and friend and sister and daughter and coach and, you know, lay leader at church. I cherish all of those roles, but I just got to show up as me and allow for other people to love and care for me well. And so I left the retreat feeling, I mean, I left for the West Coast on early, early, early Monday morning, got back, got home, literally walked in the door at midnight on Wednesday night. It was quick. It was fast. It was action packed. That flight alone is a lot. I am not as tired as I should be just from that physical exertion, but because I'm so recharged 
by being around. So different setting. This was not a, you know, defined group of people who are alcohol free like yours was. However, this mm-hmm. is a being in this community with people for the, we kept saying like, this week has been amazing. It was really like maybe two days total, but it felt like that because of the amount of connection that was happening in a short amount of time. Yeah. To your point with the vulnerability when you're yeah. not, you know, when you're not dealing with the mask of alcohol, like you're able to get right to like, what do you do? And you know, what lights your, what lights your soul on fire? Like, what are you passionate yeah. about? Like, what are you stepping into? What do you want to do? Like, what's your big dream? That's something that Bob is so, so good about for me and helping me like dream big, so to speak. I forget that we get to do that. Like, that's something that, yeah. you know, something we get to do, but yeah, being in a room full of people who are all like-minded in there, wanting mm-hmm. to love others well, living from Jesus. I, I think most of them, I, the, I, if all of them, if not most of them were. And and then also kind of like saying like, what next for me, God? Like what, where, where do you want me to go now? Like, where do you want me to, and it could be a stepping into our lives and like a, you know, another just come, you know, coming home and stepping back into the, like the mom of this, you know, the leader of the family and Mm-hmm. in that role or the, you know, like I'm, I'm writing my book. Like that's my next, I'm moving into that season of writing my book and other people have nonprofits and they're moving into their next season of growth. But it was just this really amazing time to recharge and reconnect and like through when you, when, when alcohol is not there clouding it mm-hmm. and you're kind of like-minded and you're wanting to grow, you share this, the, the, like one of the huge takeaways for me too, is just being around people who share similar values and how, yeah, yeah, how you know we get to choose who we who and what we allow influence us. Who knew? <laughs> who knew? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Who knew? It's something I I think I go back to like one of the I, I I say this a lot about a lot of but one of the best gifts, the greatest gifts of finding freedom from alcohol is how it woke me up to the power of thoughts and you know how beliefs shape behaviors and and as like a big part of that and the bigger part the most like the underlying part of that I would say is when you're not living aligned to your values yes yeah you are going to have internal chaos noise tension stress anxiety fill in the blank that was the world I was living in and I didn't mm-hmm. know that it was because I wasn't living into my values so then now being removed, you know, free from alcohol for, you know, four plus years here, or is it five? I don't know. I'm coming up on five, but you're, you um, must, yeah, you're, 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 you're ahead of me. So yeah, you must be almost five. Yeah. I'm right? coming up on five. Yeah. 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 Math is hard, so I won't try, but um, I didn't know that that was the big piece of the puzzle that was making my life so complicated before. And now seeing that I'm aligned with my values and I'm living with intention into that and then it's like, who am I allowing? Bob yeah. talks about this. Like, who are you allowing to be? Who are you bringing close? And who are you allowing to like speak into your life? Like, who are the trusted sources? Because we are, our minds, we're so influenced by everything we see, do, hear. We're influenced mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, look at social media and how easy mm-hmm. it is to be influenced there. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. value of really paying attention to and deciding who and what you allow to influence you and being around people who are also moving in that like same direction of like, I'm in 
kingdom work and this is what's next for me. There's just no better feeling, I think, Mm -hmm. than that. Mm -hmm. That was a really, really, really long. I get really excited about this. And I have like 20 more like takeaways, by the way. (laughs) No, but it's so good because because it is so true, right? Like so true. I was I just actually who knew actually hopped off um, a call with another group that I coach. And one of the really sweet, wonderful gals in there was talking about how she has a, a a personal trainer who's constantly basically in her ear that like, Oh, this whole like alcohol free thing is just a phase. Like hmm. moder- you, you can moderate, you'll get there. You're just having yes. a tough time, blah, 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 blah. And she was saying how she feels so stuck because she's coming to this group with a group of like, you know, lots of women who are saying they've they've gotten to the point where they know moderation doesn't work for them anymore. And so I said, like, you know, you're allowed to outgrow people. You are allowed yes. to outgrow people. And you are the sum of the people that you hang out with. So of course you're feeling stuck and yeah. conflicted if you've got like one thing in your ear and then the other thing over here. And so that's what I think was like, it sounds like so great for both of us, right? Because not only now, now we are living aligned with our values, but then being in rooms with people that are also aligned with our values, it's just like takes it to the next level. Totally. And, and I, and I know that for like the women on my retreat, it was the same, you know, everyone was like, oh my gosh, do we have to go back to the outside world where we have to like defend the fact that we're not drinking and all this other BS when you just don't have to do that. It's just so nice. Well, and and so it's interesting. I'm, this is coming to me live on air, people. But what's cool about where I was too, and I wonder if that's like a, I don't know, like a stepping stone for people. But people in hearing my story the, in this in the setting, the workshop people I were I was around this week. And these are people again, like that maybe want to write a book or they want to, you know, whatever their next like thing is. But they're not in this alcohol free world like we spend so much time in, and so. Yeah they they're like wait what like there's this whole like yeah. so we're curious type like they were like fascinated by this world that I live in and my story and it was really it, it was really refreshing to be in a space where people were like wow isn't that cool like you're living differently like mm-hmm. you're living so differently so counterculturally to everybody else and by the way isn't that how Jesus calls us mm-hmm. to live like mm-hmm. and even like being in that space, I was like, oh, it's it's yeah. that kind of like affirmation of, yeah, no, this doesn't have to be this. You, you, you're not a weirdo because you don't drink. Like, yeah, it was very, very cool to to hear that. And that was one of my like big takeaways too. Like, okay. I love that so much. I love that so much. I had a client last week who was like, I just want to fit in and be normal. And she's a Christian. And I was like, babe. <laughs> what does Jesus say about that? Yeah. You know, are we supposed to fit in and be normal or are we supposed to like see what the world is selling and figure out like and rise above and be different and stand out and shine our lights and all of that stuff, you know? But it's, it's, and that's the thing, it's hard to do. And there was a time that I would just completely, I mean, for sure, I was paralyzed for so long, stuck so long in the drinking cycle because I did not want to be different. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But I think that's the value too of just waking up to our lives and allowing. I mean, I think about how often I just five years ago, I wanted to be a good mom, a good wife, a good, like good, all these things. But in the ways that I was 
a good mom, good wife, all of those things, good church community, whatever, server, leader, whatever. It wasn't, I, there was resentment underneath because I was I was living yeah. in that place of, yeah. this is what I have to do to be good mm-hmm. and to look good. It was more about like how others perceive me, whereas yeah. now it's, it's so different. It's just so different when, and, and that's where it's like going to these places, like going on this retreat. It was just another place that I got to step into and allow people to speak, you know, truth into my journey where I am and keep pointing me towards the Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. and so that when it does get hard and you're go back to your alcohol free world bubble community where nothing is, uh, you know, there are very few people who live that way. It's mm-hmm. okay. Cause you've been, you know, you've been filled up and nourished by that. You were talking about the food on yours, the food at our retreat, like just the value of like sitting in community, you know, having a meal with people. I like, I didn't know a single soul out there. And mm-hmm. I met some incredible people, people that I'm still like in touch with from last week that new friendships and, and we sat around and we had these beautiful, amazing meals together. The food was superb. They felt really nourishing. And it just, uh, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't say enough about that. I wish that people would prepare food for me all the time because <laughs> That's so it is such well, a I don't even know why I'm saying that because Chris literally cooks for us all the time. He's yeah. Does he? Oh, I can't boil so water, babe. Like I'm, I really cannot cook. I'm a very, very bad cook. And so- you haven't get, learned how to cook yet. But I don't really want to. It's not yeah. my thing. I have yeah. no interest in it. I don't want to do it. It's not mine either, well, I, trust. Yeah, I know. And I, I, I wish it was, but it's not. So I, you know, I try to do it with love. I don't love, believe but. you. I feel, like, I feel like you are probably really good at it. Also because you're from the South. Oh, by the way, side note, Chris said that he was laughing at like, the. I don't know why. Like he said that your, your Southern accent really came out really strong against Millie's British accent. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's funny. I bet you're ready. Yeah. To hear the difference. Oh, I'll have to listen to that episode. Oh my gosh. Oh, I always think it's so funny when people are like, I can't tell you and me to part. I'm like, she's Southern. Yeah. I mean, do I have an accent? I mean, I guess I do, but to me, I, I know. Do. I love it. I know. It's Wait, funny. I was, I was also mm-hmm. going to say to all of your points that you just made so eloquently, if you guys are listening. In my Southern accent. In your southern accent. It's not that southern, but it's pretty. I like it. Oh, um, thank you. If you gals are listening to this and you're like, I am desperado for like a tribe that I can be in community mm. with. <laughs> it's, it's coming. coming. It's coming. <laughs> Do not worry. Well, this is okay. So we've been building, we've been working on the back end to get the, the pod community going and we have details coming so shortly y'all i promise but it takes a little bit on the back end to make that happen but so this is already in the works but for me this retreat also just really punctuated the absolute necessity for having mm-hmm. other people i've already come back and planned a a one a little like in person meet up here in atlanta so anyone that's in the atlanta area you want to get together for an in-person meetup, please, please reach out to me and I will give you the details. But it's so important. And God designed us to be connected, like to other humans, to be in fellowship with other humans doing similar things with the same, you know, like, yeah, it's so important. So it's coming. Don't worry. You don't have to go on retreat for it either. Like there are other ways. Yeah. You don't. You totally don't. You're so right. And and I also 
to that point, like it does take some time to find your people, right? Yes. It take it takes some time to find your people. It's the beauty of like why coaching is so great is is when you have that connection with someone. And if you're and if you have a coaching, you're not connected to them like in a way that you can feel like you're in that amazing place of vulnerability and and connectivity than like you're with the wrong person, right? Yeah, it takes. I think it takes time to also find your people. Like, and then again, I know I've said this three thousand times already in the last ten minutes, but I'd never been in a place like that with like a bunch of women that we really are just like alcohol free, loving life, and and connecting together. And and hello, I again, I'm like four years in, and that was the first time it happened for me. So it will happen for you too. You know, like just take some time to find your people. Yeah, and Christian or not. We're yeah made to be vulnerable and be connected. I mean, Christian or not. So like just yeah. removing the alcohol, just taking that out of the picture is just such a, a different experience that allows yeah. for that. Yeah. That the vulnerability to be that bridge to connection. So I have a few more like takeaways from I have, you know, maybe like we could just do another part. We could do a part two on this. It's just so many takeaways. But when I was when I was spending some time like journaling over um, post retreat, so I journaled like right as soon as I got to the airport, and then I journaled um, the next day, and I, I it, you know, it's just kind of trickles out or whatever. My takeaways from this are, I mean, they're identical to the takeaways that people get from coaching with us, from the people get from being in our coaching groups, from from being in a community of women who are working towards freeing themselves from alcohol. It's the same the same ideas. And though freedom from alcohol, you know, I'm not working towards that anymore. Like I did that five years ago. There's, there's always like this next, you know, thing that we're looking to like step into grow into for me, it's, you know, kind of slowing down the coaching and stepping into this next season as, you know, as an author and a speaker. And so the takeaways are the same. So like the values, these are the values that I came away with, like the value of curiosity. I mean, hello, that's obvious. We talk about that all the time, but just being curious about each other, other people, about yourself, about your the stories that are running through your head. Oh my gosh, like this whole podcast is started because it's like we have so many stories that have kept us stuck and let's tackle each of, you know, like, let's let's talk about what these stories are so that other people can recognize when they're telling themselves stories and how that's limiting them in their lives. So whether you call it stories or limiting beliefs or or whatever, the the value of being curious about what those things are. So a lot of times we think we have these like obstacles, like actual like hurdle things in in the way of whatever you know we're trying to do next. So I'm trying to find freedom from alcohol, and it's like, well, what about my friend group, and what about my marriage, and what about like all these places where alcohol? Those aren't really the hurdles. It's your thinking about those things and the fear and the anxiety that comes along with stepping into different and new. And so. Uh, the value of curiosity is a given, but that was something that was, again, like that showed up big for me on retreat. The value of presence, being where, so Bob always says that and has us do it with our feet, like the value of like being where your feet are planted. So be right mm-hmm. here. And he has us take, take our feet and plant them on the ground and, st- you know, kind of stomp them down. Like you right where your feet are planted. The value of presence. It's another one of those like most, like I always want five years ago when I was stuck in the drinking cycle, I was like, I want to be present. I didn't even really know what that meant, but I knew it was something that I was longing for. And I didn't really realize that so much of my interactions were not from a place of presence. And so 
now I have this little reminder, like be where your be where your feet are planted. And that's something that I've intentionally tried to practice and grow in over these last five years. And sometimes it's harder and sometimes it's easier. And by the way, you can't be present 100% all the time every day for the rest of your life. But like, it's something that you keep practicing and reminding yourself. And I just love that that was something that we started with in the beginning. The value of vulnerability, we've talked about that. I mean, that's that's huge. I feel really connected to these people. We shared something together. Yeah. We shared these three days together or what we call, I kept calling a week, We, you know, the week, the week. Like we shared this time together. The value of dreaming big and intention setting, we've touched on that too. But like really, truly like, the thing that stops us stops us from getting in the way of what we what we're dreaming to do or what we like what we want to step into like it, again goes back to the stories like what are they and then part of our workshop too we had the incredible Mike Foster and he wrote a book called the seven primal questions highly highly recommend this book uh it was sent to me Bob sent it to me last year and I of all the like personality and self-awareness tests and all those kind of things that are out there. This was hands down the most simple and most to the point and easy to understand and spot on for me. So that self-awareness piece that helps see where some of those stories come from and how to move away from those stories. So highly recommend that he was, Mike Foster was incredible. Let's and, make sure we link that in that book. Cause I yeah. read it too. It's so good. Let's link that in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the the value of them, like being vulnerable, Bob and Mike showing up and, and the way that they did a lot. I mean, it's just all of it. It's just so, so valuable. What is that connected to? Like, so Bob would say like, you know, well, okay, I'm feeling anxiety. Like, what is that connected to? It's goes back to that curiosity piece, but that's one of the little, you know, it's kind of like we say like, well, what's the story you're telling yourself? And is that true? It's a different way of saying that, but you know, it's that turn to curiosity that allows us to see like, why am I feeling anxious right now? Well, mm-hmm. you know, I'm t- what, what need is not being met right now or, yeah, you know, or whatever, or is this something from my past is showing up or whatever. So like saying, what is that connected to? And I talked about the value of like, we all, I think want to love others. Well, I think we all in our own ways do a good job of that, you know, sometimes better than others. But I think it's really, really hard. I've this is something I've been kind of sitting with over the last five years too. Is like it's really hard to allow other people to love me well and to care for me well. And and that's something that I think is, you know, like we have to take turns following too. Like, so if we're leaders in whatever capacity we're in, like that's great. But where are we going to to be nourished, to be filled up, to be fed? And who are those people that we're allowing to influence us and and to speak into us in that way. And how does that allow us to fill back up and be recharged and come back? Like I came back with this, like, I mean, Todd's like, you want to go on retreat? Like, and you come back like this every time. Fantastic. Like let's, let's build this into a regular schedule here. However we have to, because the, the difference when we allow other people to love us well and to care for us, then we actually have that to give. And I think, you know, that's also how we we feel that embodied sense of how Jesus loves us through allowing other people to love us well. So that was that was a huge kind of takeaway for me too. And my hope is that everybody can have a space where they allow themselves to be loved well and, and step into that place where there wasn't responsibility. You don't have to lead. You don't have to keep the time. You don't have to have this structured, whatever. I like, I got to be a sheep for the week. 
And that was not something I ever thought I would enjoy being because leadership is my thing. But it was really, yeah, it was really rejuvenating, restorative. Yeah. I love that so much. I feel like we don't really need a Tina for today, do we? Or I mean, we maybe we should. Maybe ask the question. I, I mean, this is something that I came back to, like, who are the people that, or where are the, what are the places or who are the people, who are the, where are the spaces that I can show up and be loved and love cared that. for? Yeah. Do I have people in my life like that? And yeah, in my life, I sometimes I feel like everybody needs something from me. And mm-hmm. it's a gift that I'm a mom and I cherish that role. Like, and I take my job very responsible, you know, really, you know, responsibly. I take the responsibility of that very seriously is what I was trying to say. But, and as a wife and running, you know, all the things, but it's also really nice to have places where nothing is, you just get to show up and you just get to be, and you don't have to do anything for anybody. And you don't have to like, what are those, where are those spaces? And if you don't have them, let's talk about it. Let's get curious about it because you can, you can find them. Like Mm -hmm. they're, they're out there and hopefully our community will fit that need for some people too. Yeah. I love that. So good, babe. No, I think that's good. I love it. Yeah. So good. We'll also leave. Okay, fine. Another tiny Tina. Go listen to this. (laughs) I know. You you know, I can't stop. Like, I just can't. I can't. This song, Honey in the Rock. I don't know if you've heard that one by Brooke. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Liggard Twid or something like that. Anyway, that was the song that popped on when I got to the airport after the retreat and uh, I just needed something playing in the background and I wasn't paying attention to what it was. And there are a couple songs that came on and this one I'd never heard before and it caught my attention. And oh my gosh, it just was like, this was honey in the rock for me. The Lord provided this experience to where it was like the honey, the honey in the rock for me. And it in the song, it points back to a song. I don't know it off the top of my head. Now you're going to have to um, also link that. I'm going to link the song. I will link the song. I will reference the song that it that it speaks to you. But yeah. It All was, right. Well, I'm going to go stuff. look it up now. You will enjoy <laughs> it. So there's your second Tiny Tina. Go listen to that song and see what comes up for you and read the song. There's a lot of Tiny Tinas there. I love it. All right, gals. See you Monday. Thanks for being here. We love you. Bye. Bye. I'm excited to connect with you soon. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. You can find all of our episodes at butjesusdrankwine.com and make sure you follow us over on the gram at Love Life Sober with Christy and Mead at I'm Not Sober, I'm Free. To learn more about what we do, you can visit our websites at meadhollandshirley.com and lovelifesober.com. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with a friend or two. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't have to worry about missing a single episode. And if you love what we're doing, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. This helps more women who are feeling stuck and alone in the overdrinking cycle to find hope and encouragement. Thanks, ladies. We so appreciate you. We'll see you next week.